0: Here's your conservative but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. You know, if Biden wants credit, as he does, for ending the war in Afghanistan, which, as we've documented and gone through on this program for a while, that was um, the whole reason. I mean, the whole reason that they did Afghanistan the way that they did was so that they could have the headline moment. Biden can go out there and talk about having, you know, insert a line in a speech talking about he's the only president who's had the, I don't know, the fortitude or what have you. The foresight, the brilliance, the negotiating of capabilities. Take your pick here. He's the only president. Not Obama. No, 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 not, of course, Trump. I mean, heck, you go back to Bush. Bush started it then, of course, to Obama, then the Trump. None of those guys, not, none of them could do it, but Biden could do it. They wanted that headline so badly because, folks, they've not had any good headlines except for when the media asks Biden what his favorite ice cream is, and then even at that, Biden's probably going to screw that up. So, just <laughs> picture, well, I don't know. What, what would he say? He could screw it up. I'm telling you, he could screw that question up. Um the answer to that question anyway but if biden wants credit for ending afghanistan of course they don't want to talk about all the chaos that ensued that they caused from afghanistan they don't want to talk about that but just to put the headline out there biden ends 20-year war in afghanistan if he wants credit for that folks he needs to be blamed for what's shaping up here in ukraine it is truly astonishing Truly astonishing, and we'll get into that, into that this morning. Lots of other things as well, but I want to start here. Email, by the way, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Questions, thoughts, feedback. <clears throat> yes, even your adoration and praise also accepted there. So let's look at the headlines. Secretary um, Blinken Secretary Blinken was had announced that the U.S maybe is prepared to be making um, potentially could be making eighty five hundred troops. well, they're preparing them, eight thousand five hundred troops to be on heightened preparedness to deploy if needed. I think so we're literally talking about, literally talking about sending troops. Remember, we had to get troops out of, Afghanistan, which folks, I'm not in favor of endless wars. I'm not in favor of fighting wars that we can't win without, you know, a war without a clear objective, a war that is um, not in vital U.S. national interests and those of our allies. I'm not in favor of any of that stuff, but I am in favor of being smart and being wise and realizing that. Just because we're in a situation that maybe we should no longer be in or probably or definitely or whatever doesn't mean that we should just rip it off like a Band-Aid as we did in Afghanistan. And look at the chaos. Look at the chaos and complete disaster that ensued from that. Folks, folks are still, still trapped in Afghanistan. You think about this. I mean, this is unconscionable what has happened in Afghanistan. Media doesn't talk about it. Nobody, nobody. I mean, we care. Regular Americans care. But people who have the ability to, you know, explain, give us information, they don't really want to talk about that, which is which tells us a lot about the people who are talking about or coming up with headlines. You know, coming up with the narratives and so forth, how they think about actual human lives—it's it's despicable and disgraceful. I would say downright wicked and evil. But we had to get troops out of there, which again, I'm not saying they should have been in there, but we can see that there's definitely a complete absence of U.S. troops, which we should have—we should have learned from previous um, situations like. You know, when we left a void for ISIS in years past under Obama. I mean, the void that's created currently in that region of the world when there's no U.S. presence is obvious and dangerous and devastating. And to set ourselves up as we did for that under the leadership of this current administration, this is not Trump's fault. They want you to believe it is. Trump's the one that said we were going to get out. This is how they talk. Well, Trump's the one that said we had to get out of there. Trump's the one that set the deadlines. Well, you're the current president, Joseph R. Biden. Why don't you, why don't you step up and do what you think needs to be done? I mean, you've tried to undo countless other things President Trump had done. In fact, you've done a heck of a job at at making things that were good completely awful um, under your administration. So what would have been any different there? They just want a fall guy. They've created this. They just wanted the headline. And so again, if Biden deserves credit for ending the war in Afghanistan, he deserves blame for what is happening in the area, the region of Ukraine today. So let's go to Jen Psaki, arguably the most People gave Kayleigh McEnany um, a, a, a tough time for being, you know, for being uh, for some of the things, you know, just when she was press secretary for uh, for Trump. I thought Kaylee McEnany did a pretty darn good job personally. But I got to tell you, this press secretary, to me, takes the cake for the most <laughs> ridiculous, of course, in her defense. She has to go out there and defend the truly indefensible. She has to go out there and articulate and explain things that for sane and reasonable people are not things that we could even articulate. Because she has to go out there and defend what's being, uh, what's being done by this administration, which of course is nothing short of a dumpster fire. So her job is to make people think it's not a dumpster fire. In fact, it's not even that big of a deal. It's not that bad, blah, blah, blah. So listen to this. This is yesterday at a press conference again. So there's U.S. troops are on alert, 8,500, being told, be ready. You may have to potentially go and deal with what may be unleashed in Ukraine by the Russians. And that at least in part, (laughs) it could be big part. I'm just, I'm trying to be fair here. I really am. That at least is in part because of the perception the Russian government has on what Biden's response would be if they did something in Ukraine. Remember, in his latest stupid speech, he said that if it's a minor incursion, then, you know, maybe we won't do anything. I I don't have the the script in front of me, but basically that was it. If it's a minor incursion, then, you know, kind of hedging his bets. No firm red line in the sand. Then they come out later the next day and try to fix the problem. Of course, that doesn't fix anything. All Putin heard was a minor incursion. All Putin heard was you know what? If it's not too bloody, if it's not too, if there aren't too many casualties, if it doesn't look like you were out of control. As you invaded Ukraine, I mean, it's, it's its not funny. It's just insane that a president of the greatest nation, most powerful nation on Earth, would say these things. I i just – I don't understand this, and I know you don't either because regardless of the president's politics and ideology and worldview, which is a massive, massive problem. I, that's a massive thing to just brush under the rug. I'm just saying for the sake of this discussion – Let's just put that aside for a minute because there was a point in time in American history where people would at least say that they agreed with the concept politics ends at the water's edge, which means, you know what, we'll have our disagreements here internally within the United States, but once there's a, you know, there's an enemy outside our borders, which of course Democrats don't really even recognize anymore, but once there's an enemy outside our borders, we will internally, you know, we won't make that political. We're going to... Come together, right? That's essentially what is meant by that that statement. Politics ends at the water's edge, or edge, or should end at the water's edge. So, to give you a frame of reference, these are the sorts of things that would have happened in World War II. World War II is a great example of America's Americans saying the politics that we're fighting. You know, we're having these fights domestically on policies and so forth. Those end at the water's edge. We're going to come together and do what we have to do to win World War II, right? 9-11 was the same thing. We've Many of us, um, the vast majority, I'm pausing to to think, that was 2001. This is so 21 years ago. If we have some some younger college students, as I know we do, listening to this program, you might not have been alive or you might have been too young to really know what was going on on 9-11. But for those of us that were old enough to know and could, you know, who paid attention, who watched what happened amongst Americans after 9-11, there was a tremendous coming together. There there was. I mean, I think Bush's approval numbers got up in the high 80s, maybe even into the 90s. That sounds made up today, but I think it did um, for a short period of time because the media realized, the Democrat Party, this is how pathetic this is, They realized that they better find a way to start attacking the guy and taking him down to size or he was going to win 2004. And they didn't really want that to happen, which I understand from a political uh, perspective. But at what cost to divide your nation and to weaken its resolve against an enemy that was clearly, um, I mean, waging war, waging jihad, dare I say, on the American people? Anyhow. So there's that used to that, that's happened at points throughout history. And there was a point in time when that was, I think, more commonly accepted. I don't know that today, I don't know that today people really feel that way. I think a lot of people today, not everybody, but way too many people think, you know, if if, if something tragic was to happen, I think about COVID. The first question people like, well, was he was he vaccinated? If someone has ends up in the hospital with COVID or passes away. And if you say, no, he wasn't vaccinated, some idiotic soulless people say, well, I got what he deserved. I mean, this is incredible stuff to me. Right. I mean, this is we've gotten to this to this point amongst certain groups. I still don't think it's it's widespread. Those voices are are often just louder than the rest. Uh, the rest of us watch in shock and awe as these <laughs> idiotic and hateful things are said. But so Jen Psaki's up here. Jen Psaki takes to the you know to the podium and she's talking about all these things, which of course are always they're just negative. No matter how she spends it, it's negative. Biden, as we've gone through, has done nothing short. It's nothing short of amazing what he's been able to do as far as start make existing problems much worse, take good situation and making them bad. Um, and now, potentially helping or at least not creating any let's say, obstacle or uh, deterrent from the Russians invading Ukraine to the point to where now we have, think about this, we've literally left our embassy in the Ukraine, right? We did that. Same thing happened in Afghanistan. I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I hope to God that this is not a repeat of what happened there. So please don't misunderstand me. I'm not rooting for this. I'm just saying this is what this administration has led us into. I mean, massive incompetence here on a a grand scale. So we've got embassies that have been basically left, abandoned. We have military personnel, as it pertains to Ukraine, being told, hey, be on high alert or whatever the official term is. 8,500 soldiers may be sent to this region because we don't know what's going to happen. And if we're being honest, part of the reason we don't know what's going to happen is because the president of the United States said that if Russia made a minor incursion, then eh, maybe it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but you know that's the general, that's the message, that's what Putin got. Make no mistake. So Jen Psaki, as I'm going to play this soundbite, she's asked about this. And of course, there's actually, I mean... We should be thinking this way, right? So we see the writing on the wall, embassies being, you know, abandoned, left, whatever. Soldiers are being told, hey, be ready. We don't know if we may need you to, to deploy to this region of the world, right? So there's all sorts of signs. It's there for anybody who wants to see. So a reporter asks about this, and a reporter specifically asks, I'm going to play the whole thing here. If Americans are still in Ukraine and things start happening with Russia, are they pretty much on their own? now keep in mind Afghanistan is in the minds and it should be if I mean if, if someone you know or if, if for the Americans in Ukraine now they have to be thinking they have to be thinking remember Afghanistan. I mean this is that has to be that is that is the responsible thinking at this point as sick and sad as that might be. So here is this exchange, listen to her response. I mean, it's, it's even for the Biden administration, I think that this is shocking. Here it is. If Americans are still in Ukraine and things start happening with Russia, are they pretty much on their own? Well, we are conveying very clearly now that now now is the time to leave and that there are means to do that. Of course, there's commercial airlines. You can depart over land. There's obviously the embassy there to provide assistance. And this is very similar to what we did in Ethiopia, Kazakhstan, and many other countries over the course of the last several decades. Uh, But there is not an intention or a plan for any military evacuation. Okay. Now, I don't want to be accused of splitting hairs here, meaning there's no need to have an active plan to well maybe there is but you know maybe someone would say we're not to that point to where we're executing a plan but is there not a plan are we not thinking about this just if this if this goes as badly as it could and i hope it does not please please know that I'm not rooting for this stuff. I, I'm not. Some people who just see the world through the lens of politics wants bad things to happen. I, I that's that's that is not me. This is these are the real lives of people. <clears throat> these are people who are trying to, you know, maintain relations and be diplomatic and do a whole host of things in in different parts of the world um and they represent the United States of America and these folks absolutely should not have the same series of things happen to them that happened to the folks in Afghanistan and the question would come if if things are if it's really to the point where we're preparing to send in well telling troops to be ready for potential deployment to Europe um then why wouldn't we i'm just i mean this maybe there's a reason i don't but to me just common sense steps up to the microphone here and says why wouldn't we if it's that serious not think about getting these folks out ourselves not just telling them hey find the the next the next train out of town you know see if you can shop on one of these internet sites to get you know cheap airfare maybe you can get on a ship i mean what is this this is we we have a nation right now that's being led it's a ship without a captain i mean this is beyond believable to me if it's if it's this bad it's if it's as bad as all these indicators are and of course you know the skeptical side of me says well maybe they're making it sound worse than it is because they want biden to come in and Prevent a war, and then he can brag about how diplomatic relations. I don't. I mean, I think about those things. I don't know. I don't. I think that's giving them way too much credit here, because it wasn't supposed to happen this way. It all happened because of something stupid. Well, not just because of that, but it certainly did not help. It certainly did not help. Do not forget that. I saw a tweet today. I retweeted it. It's from a congressman I'm not intentionally forgetting, or I I can't remember the name of the congressman. I'll I'll look it up during the break here. But basically, the tweet was, everything the Democrats and the media told us that Trump was going to do as president of the United States, Biden is basically doing. And there's truth in that. From gaffes that cause massive problems that may involve wars, to destroying the economy, to being incapable of stopping covid which you know my thoughts on that i don't blame any president but the president president biden blamed former president trump and he said no president who's presided over that many deaths deserves to be president and biden has presided over more i just i'm sick of this stuff i'm truly sick of this stuff this is a mess we're all paying the price and i have got to take a break quick time out my friends back here in just a minute <laughs> my friends, that congressman congressman was Lance Gooden. Lance Gooden from the state of Texas, congressman from the state of Texas. Tweeted out uh, what is uh, Sunday, I guess. Everything Democrats said would happen under President Trump is happening under Joe Biden. I Say exactly right. In fact, in fact, I said bingo. There must be a listener of our progr- of our program <laughs> because that's pretty much some of the things we talked about here recently. Um, which, when I went to Twitter during the break, I also saw a tweet that I saw from George Papadopoulos um, from also from I think I guess Sunday he tweeted out Biden has lost two countries and two us uh, two us embassies in 6 months unbelievable which kind of a good summary of what we talked about last last segment i mean this is this is remarkable what we're dealing with it truly is it is i mean it's huh it's it's sad um it's Predictable, not specifically, I mean, with with countries, but the leadership, right? I mean, it just – it is predictable that this leader, Joseph Biden, is incompetent to lead this nation. You know, I remember when Biden was sworn in, I want to be – I want to just clarify something because um, I – I said something that um, – well, I, I don't know if I directly said it, but I talked about – the well, I, I did say it. It's the, the concept that when Obama was elected president, Rush wrote a column. He said he was asked to write a column, Rush Limbaugh, and they said you have 400 words or some such thing. And he said, I don't need 400 words. I need four because all I want to say is I hope he fails. I hope he fails. Four words. So I hope – now, let me explain this because I just feel like as I was thinking about this, I wanted to state this again and explain it. In this instance, um, I hope that Biden's delusional policies that advance radical leftism fails. Right? I think his ideas are against what the founders set forth. They're against liberty. They're against freedom. They're against prosperity. They're against free markets. These are not – Good and healthy things. I hope in that sense, Biden fails as far as advancing his ideas that are anti-American, not good for the country. Now, when it comes to this, I absolutely do not hope that Joe Biden fails. This, my friends, again, going back to a statement I, uh, I quote I said last segment which I was quoting a, a common a common belief at one point in time, which, I don't know if it still is, as I shared last segment, amongst many people. But politics, for me, does end at the water's edge. It doesn't mean that if someone's doing something, like I think about the Iran deal, very critical of that stupid stuff, critical of what Biden's done here, but not not. There's no political. (laughs) This is about the. There's no political drive here, motivation. This is purely about the survival, protection. Of our of our people of maintaining peace I don't mean that there, there's tensions but there's there's not physical war that's being that, that's outbroken that's broken out I should say in that part of the world dot 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 yet and so in that sense um, we've got to find the adults really quickly here um, to prevent this from getting any worse. Because Biden, I mean, it is, it's embarrassing. And it's just, it is amazing to me. And I mean, I've had to take a break here, but it is amazing to me. As I listen to people, you know, during Trump's four years in office, the left, even the never trumper folks would say things like, oh, just so embarrassing. I'm just, just want to see a president who's presidential again. And I'm thinking, I just, I just see such a misunderstanding. Or maybe it's not even a misunderstanding. It's just valuing certain things more than others. See, I value the results. I value the results of a president who can actually maintain the peace. And we know, folks, we know that if Trump were in the White House right now, this situation would not be the same. We know that. We know Afghanistan would not have been the same as well. We just, we know that. That never would have happened under President Trump. And if it would have we would have been critical of that because what happened in Afghanistan and how this mess in Ukraine is being uh, ignited, fueled, whatever, by this administration is dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, we're literally talking. We're telling people to leave the country. Please leave the country on your own. In fact, go out there and shop around for airfare to see the best rates you can get coming home. I mean, it's it's... Unbelievable to me that this is where we are. But here we are. Here we are. And elected Biden was elected by people who were embarrassed by Trump. They're more embarrassed. Hopefully not now. Hopefully now they would say, you know what? Actually leaving people in countries or leaving them to fend for themselves when we created a situation or at least didn't help it. Right? That's much more embarrassing. Who cares about being embarrassed, by the way, right now anyway? This is an issue of actually being there for your people. Worry about being embarrassed later. I mean, the folks that focus on these things, they're just so consumed with how they look, what people think. Forget about all that. Get the people out if they're in danger. For goodness sakes, alive. What types of human beings even think like this? We got them in Washington, running all over the place, in Biden's administration, in the deep state, all they care about is the perception of this. How about we just do what's right? Let the chips fall where they may. There's a novel concept. Quick time out, my friends. Listening to conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Duff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Kilodent Removal in Central Indiana. Sorry, I was trying to uh, pull up their information here to make sure I get you the correct uh, information as I'm talking here. I was looking at something during the break with – or talking with Oz about some some stupid tweet I'd seen. But I was also thinking that um, uh, Kilodent, they – uh the voice the ad is great i it's i love uh i love Sid's voice for that sid's a great guy killer removal services on the west side of indianapolis centrally located and folks if you got ding uh, dents and dings from anything from hail damage to maybe something in a parking lot and as i've said before um these dents can be bigger than you realize. They're really talented. They have some top-of-the-line equipment and lighting that just makes every single dent on your vehicle, every single piece, square inch of paint. Um, it just helps to for them to see where to to put the pressure and make everything smooth, just like new. Check them out if you've got needs for your vehicle. Kill a dent removal. Dot com. Be sure to tell them you heard about them on the Todd Huff Show. So I want to talk here, and I've got to take a break here in a moment, but I want to at least play this and then talk about this after the break as well. There's a Washington Post opinion columnist named Catherine Rampell. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It could be Rampel, but we think it's Rampell. She was on CNN, which we know is... Um, not known for being America's most trusted name in news any longer. I'm not sure that it ever really was, but that's what they wanted you to believe. The, well, they've been exposed for who they really are over there. But she's on here, and she's basically trying to reframe. As we talked about yesterday, the left has basically a choice to make with Biden, right? The choice is, do they ignite it is so obvious? It is obvious to virtually every single person in this nation that this country is being mismanaged, misled, driven into the ground through inflation. I mean, just nonsense from Ukraine, Afghanistan, southern border crisis, all the sorts of things that left us want to push on American cities. De- defund the police, which yes, was a thing. they act like it wasn't a thing now because they've been uh, exposed for that being, of course, anyone with a brain knew this or anyone who's paying attention knew this, that that's not a good idea, just for the record. We said that from the beginning on here as well. Folks now have seen that firsthand in all sorts of American cities, critical race theory being exposed. Who are the folks that are behind this stuff? Who are the folks that are behind these crazy transgender things? Who are the people behind all this? It is Without a doubt, consistently radical leftists. That's who they are. And so here we are in an election year and all I'm not gonna go through what we talked about yesterday. You can listen to yesterday's podcast. If you missed it, probably be very highly advised to check it out because we went through a lot of these things. And we went through and talked about how does a guy that supposedly got sixteen million more votes than Hillary you know, in two thousand sixteen, Biden got sixteen thousand more votes than she did in twenty twenty. Compared to Hillary's 2016 numbers. How does a guy go from that point? And Oz titled the program yesterday from hero to zero, I think, because I got a question about that. We weren't really calling Biden a hero. The left and the media was holding him up as a hero because he defeated Trump. Oh, this guy's going to come in. Everything's going to be fine. Now we're back to normal. Really? Really? Is that really what happened? Of course it's not what happened, but that's the way that this nonsense is perpetrated or i guess uh, spoken about in the in the media so the only way the only way to defend this guy is to do something like what she does here on CNN i want you to listen <laughs> I want you to listen to this. But that's that's unbelievable, right? right. The goal of this Mm -hmm. kind of coverage is to freak people out, to cause them to live in fear. Ironically, a lot of the fear mongering is about the things that are not actually mortal threats. And then there is ignoring the things that are mortal threats. You know, covid isn't real and climate change isn't real. I would argue that to me anyway, those things are a little bit scarier or have been scarier at various points in the past couple of years. And instead, it's about the immigrant hordes and the senile president and critical race theory brainwashing your kids and, and things that are, you know, if, if not if just exaggerated, invented out of whole cloth. Mm-hmm. You both? So but so she's saying here, goal, right? right? she's saying, saying here, she's responding, I should have set that up a little bit better, she's responding to the claim, essentially the idea that Fox News and other conservative outlets are making bigger deals about these issues, like I did yesterday. Um, than is really called for. She's saying that ha- we don't have a senile president. Critical race theory doesn't exist. We don't have a massive problem at the southern border. Um, this is this is the choice they have to make. And this, for all we know, is a, a test balloon that they're going to let up to see if she gets uh, annihilated in, in response here, which she should get mocked and ridiculed for this stupid sort of analysis again she's an opinion columnist for the washington post i mean it's perfect it is absolutely perfect that people who want to share their opinions at the washington post have this sort of thinking and logic this is beyond ridiculous and by the way who's saying what is this who says COVID is not is i know there's people out there that are saying it's it's been i'm not saying it's not been politicized but I've never once said COVID isn't real. Who in the world? I know again, there's some folks that say that, but that's not a common common belief. It's just most a lot of a lot of people have said we don't need government trying to destroy every other aspect of our lives to try to protect us from this when they didn't even succeed the first time. I mean, I think that's more of the way of looking at this and it's not as dangerous now science has shown which it doesn't mean that's the case for everybody as sad and as terrible as that is but it's not as dangerous in this with this variant in fact i read 91 percent less likely to be fatal we should be celebrating this right 91 percent less lethal but no we're still supposed to be scared and scared of climate change I'm about something that doesn't scare me. I am literally 0% scared of climate change, 0%. If you could be negative, a negative percent scared, that's what I would be. Folks, this is what they're stuck with. Are they going to go this route or are they going to abandon Biden altogether and try to do something else? I, they are trying to figure this out behind the scenes. And make no mistake, the stuff that we've talked about, even some of the stuff we haven't gotten to yet, those are all things that are being taken under consideration behind these closed door meetings amongst these radicals quick time out my friends back here in just a minute welcome back my friends you know i had this soundbite queued up um well maybe it looks like it's loading for me now but you may have heard that Biden. <laughs> I just go back in time. I, I just go back and I I think about how just infuriated people were that we had a president that would say the things he said on Twitter, that would call the media fake news. Remember? I mean, you remember all this, right? I mean, this is just. The way that it was with Trump, and I'm not saying it was. Believe me, I'm not saying that none of it was uh, understandable or whatever. I as, as far as people being bothered or what I, I didn't get as bothered as most. Well, I shouldn't say most, as some people did. Um, but you know, this is this was a big deal to a lot of people. Um, but one of the pushes, one of the concerns, one of the reasons that people want to see someone like Mitt Romney or uh, I don't know. I don't like to say names because I'm not implying that all these folks should necessarily be bad. I am saying that Romney shouldn't be our nominee, but it's why people are attracted to some of these other candidates. They think, well, you know, maybe this person. It's it's less, almost less about the idea and policy, and more about whether or not they're gonna not embarrass them with the tweet or the way that they respond to something. And I'm, I just, I don't understand that. I just, I don't. But for those same people, I wonder what they think about Biden, who was caught on a hot mic today. Again, I don't have the, the sound bite. I did have it, but it's I don't have it in front of me, and, and time's running out here. But Biden called Peter Ducey of Fox News a stupid son of a blank <laughs> because Ducey had the gall to ask Biden about inflation. And I believe Biden was talking even about... Economic issues, so it wasn't like it was something – I could be wrong. I believe that's that's the proper framework of what was happening there. But I wonder where's the folks who are just upset, distraught over this? Not keeping decency and decorum in the White House, calling a journalist an SOB. I mean is this an assault on the press? Should we be worried about the crumbling of our First Amendment now? It was when Trump said the media was – uh, fake news. Quick time out, my friends. Back here in a minute. All right, my friends. So, again, I mean, wouldn't it be now an appropriate time to talk about civility? I thought Biden was going to bring back civility, make us be proud to be Americans again, bring back decency and respect to the White House. We got Trump out of here. I don't know. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I agree with what I've said earlier, which is the very things, which is similar to the tweet I, I quoted earlier as well. The more, the more that we learn about what's going on with the Biden administration, we see the direction they're taking us, we find out that the very things the media – And the radical left told us that Trump was going to do turns out to be exactly the things that President Biden and the radicals are doing to America itself. It's crazy. The left is good at this, by the way. But I've got to go. Music is telling me it's time to wrap it up. Folks, have a great day. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.